Today on News 4 at 4, one out of four COVID survivors dealing with symptoms months after having the virus. We're working for you, showing you how a local hospital is helping to solve the mystery of COVID long haulers. Plus, Pat Lawson News, Leon Harris, and Sean Yancey catch you up on the day's biggest stories. And Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer helping you plan for the next 10 days. Working for you, today on News 4 at 4 on NBC4. Use your hours well. Hi, and welcome to the Preaching Points Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hedinga. And do you have a desire to deepen your understanding of preaching? Well, if so, Gordon-Conwell Seminary has a THM degree in preaching, which is headed up by our own Dr. Scott Gibson. It offers continuing instruction on homiletics for those who hold an MDiv degree. So just please see our website if you'd like more details on that. Now, for this week's Preaching Points podcast, where Haddon Robinson and Scott Gibson encourage you to make the most of your time each week as you prepare your sermons, because you often will have many distractions. Haddon, I've heard you say to preachers, we're not asking you to put in more hours in terms of sermon preparation and all of that. We're asking you to use your hours well. Use your hours well. What do you mean by that? Well, I've been asked the question similar to your quote, and that is, how much time do you spend on a sermon? Sometimes the answer can be three or four hours. Sometimes the answer is 14 or 15. There are some passages you come to, you know what you're looking for, and there it is. That's the idea. So you can spend your time thinking about how can I get this across? Where would it touch life today? That's fun. There are other passages you look at and you think, what in the world is this doing here? And until you can answer that question, until you really can understand it, you find yourself just you know, spending hours. So you can't really answer the question, how many hours do you spend? I suppose you can answer it on an average over a period of time. Right, sure. You do? Yeah. But you are well served if you know when you sit down what you have to be about. For example, we talk a lot about the idea of a passage. When I was at seminary, I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> when I got out, I you used, forgot a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot what I learned. But I found that you know I would uh, parse the verbs, decline the nouns, diagram the sentences because I'd been taught to do that. Nobody ever told me what. I was looking for the idea of the passage. And there were many times when, like Friday night, I had all of these papers around me and all the commentators, and I knew I had to, Sunday was coming, and I had to do something. <laughs> but I didn't use my time well because I didn't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you're about and you know what you're looking for, when you have a process that often enables you to use your hours well, You don't need more hours, you just need a a way of thinking while you're doing that process. And the process, of course, you've developed is found in your book, Biblical Preaching, those 10 steps that a preacher can walk through. Because you're not just looking for an idea that is, oh, I'm going to preach on giving and find a text that's like a sermon in search of a test. You're looking at a text and you're trying to get what the idea is that the author is communicating to his original readers. And in the book I point out that these are stages because 
you know, it isn't you do one, two, three, four, five. You, you go back and forth because that's the way you do with thinking. But you know the first thing you have to do is to study a text to find out what the biblical writer was saying to the biblical readers. You don't always get it right, frankly. You, you get it as right as you know how. But then you know that you have to go on and think about your audience and how does this text relate to them. What in this text would Paul take for granted that I couldn't do for people in the 21st century? And so I know what I'm asking. And uh, I don't usually do work in the commentaries until I'm along that process because they often help fill in what I don't understand. But if I get to the commentaries too quickly, they start raising questions that I don't need to have answers to preach. So there's a, you know, just a way of doing it. And there's a way of studying a text where you all you have maybe is four or five hours, but you can use those four or five hours effectively if you have got a process going. And that's key, isn't it? Because once we have a um, process in mind, we can then fit it into the time that we have and use those hours well. I've sometimes said to our students, I can't make sermon preparation easy, but I can make it simple. <laughs> and by that I mean there's a process you can follow. It still takes work, it still takes thought, it still takes study. But if you follow a process, you've made it easier to get to that sermon. And when you use that process and make it easier, you use your hours well. And that was Drs. Robinson and Gibson with this week's Preaching Points podcast from the Center for Preaching at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Every week we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that will point you toward preaching excellence. And once again, you can find all sorts of preaching resources at the Center for Preaching website. Go to gordonconwell.edu slash preaching. Well, I'm Brian Hedding. Thanks for listening, and join us next week for Preaching Points. Today on News 4 at 4, one out of four COVID survivors dealing with symptoms months after having the virus. We're working for you, showing you how a local hospital is helping to solve the mystery of COVID long haulers. Plus, Pat Lawson News, Leon Harris, and Sean Yancey catch you up on the day's biggest stories. And Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer helping you plan for the next 10 days. Working for you, today on News 4 at 4 on NBC4. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Michael. But since he is so focused on growing his career, we hired an actor to read his story. If you want a job where you get out as much as you put in, GEICO is the best place to work. Plus, we promote from within, so there are no ceilings placed on your opportunities. They even offer parental leave to full-time employees. So there's nothing stopping him from going all the way to the top. But not too high. He's scared of heights. Ready to start your career, Virginia Beach? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Virginia Beach.